Hello everyone, a lot going on in the Giants football world. They found themselves very busy early in free agency. They bring back Sterling Shepard. They also signed Bobby, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, linebacker from the Colts. They didn't stop there. They also brought in Raheem Nunez Roches. And if you haven't heard, most recent news, they go out and trade for Darren Waller. So very, very busy so far for the Giants early in the offseason. Love what I see, and I expect them to continue. I do not expect this to be the only moves they make, but it's a really, really nice start. Also, if you guys were looking for it, I created my YouTube channel. I know I said I would do it this weekend. If you guys looked for it this weekend, you wouldn't have found it. I was busy this week, so I didn't get to it, but I did it earlier today, a few days late. Don't kill me over that. It's not the end of the world, but that is up. If you look up at Charlie Kessler on YouTube, you'll find my channel. There's nothing on it, though. So don't be disappointed when you go look for it. Uh, I'm still getting comfortable posting stuff on it. I, I don't really know how YouTube works that great. I know how to find videos. I've never posted videos, so I'm learning. But just want to let you guys know that that is up if you've been looking for it. But let's get right into it. Let's not waste any time. So as I stated in the opening, the Giants bring back a familiar face, Sterling Shepard. They bring him back on a very team-friendly deal. One-year deal worth about $1.3 million. This is a low-risk, high-reward deal for the Giants. If it doesn't pan out, you are only tied to him for a year, and it's only just over $1 million. Not much for an NFL franchise. But if it pans out, you're getting very good production for a cheap price. Now, Sterling Shepard was drafted by the Giants back in 2016, and he's only played for the Giants. But it's been a trend. It's been a common theme for Sterling Shepard, injuries over the course of his career. It's unfortunate it's not his fault, but injuries, it seems like every year happens to him, whether they're minor injuries and keep him only out a few games, or it will take him out 10 games a season. It, it seems like every year he's battling something. We saw it last season, week three, late in the game against the Cowboys, Monday night at MetLife. He goes down. We learn later he tears his ACL out for the season. So he does have injury concerns, but when he is healthy, he can give very high production. He's shown. Before he went down in the three games, he showed a promising start to the season. He had 13 receptions for 154 yards. The end zone was no stranger to him, to Sterling Shepard, as he had a receiving touchdown. I know you guys are thinking that's only one receiving touchdown, but in three games, and considering Daniel Jones only threw for 15, uh, one's pretty good. So Sterling Shepard was, started the year off last season very well before going down with an injury. He proved to be a top target for Dan Jones, someone Dan Jones can rely on. And it'll definitely be interesting to see how the Giants use him. He won't be a true wide receiver one, right? A lot of people, I feel like, are projecting him to be wide receiver one for the Giants. That's not the case. I expect him to be probably number four wide receiver on the depth charts because I do believe the Giants will go out. Whether they trade for someone, whether it's Hopkins or now you're hearing Jerry Judy, rumors where the Giants might give up their second round pick for Jerry Judy, which I wouldn't be opposed to that. 
I wouldn't want to see them give up their first, but I wouldn't be opposed to a second-round pick for Jerry Judy. But you're seeing rumors with the trades, regardless of how the Giants do, whether they trade or they draft, they're going after a true wide receiver number one. You have Hodgins. I think he's earned to start the season at wide receiver number two. If he struggles, you can move him, but I think he starts the season wide receiver number two. He earned that. Then you have Wayndale Robinson. He's going to be your slot guy. He's coming back from an injury. He should be 100% by the start of the season, no problem. So I think Sterling Shepard will really be used as fourth wide receiver on the depth charts, more of a slot guy with Wayne Dale Robinson than anything. He's not going to be a true number one wide receiver. But again, like I said, if he can stay healthy, this is a good deal for the Giants. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy. He He's shown production. He's shown plenty of potential over the course of his career. You know, I read you off his number for last season. It was a promising start. And go look at his numbers in previous years. He's been a fantastic wide receiver. Fantastic. And his bread and butter is a slot. And that's why I expect the Giants to use him. But, you know, I could always be wrong. I could, you know, they were using him last season at times like a, a number one wide receiver. And he showed at times last season, he showed that he could be a, a deep ball threat and not just a slot receiver. But... I expect them to use him in the slot. That's that's what he really is. He's a small guy, you know, and you also want to see him stay healthy. You move, you you use him in the slot, kind of sub him in now when Wendell Robinson takes less mileage on his legs this season. You might be able to see him stay healthy the whole season, right? With with the Giants drafting a wide receiver one or trading for a wide receiver one like I predict and Hodgins and Wendell Robinson, they're not going to have to overuse Shepard like they've had to in previous years, and that could help him health-wise. But we'll have to see how they use him. But that's why I think they use him. But this is a great signing for the Giants because even if he's a wide receiver number four, the Giants need wide receiver depth. It wasn't just number one wide receiver. I mean, they definitely need a number one wide receiver. That's their priority. And I believe they'll address that. But they also needed some depth in the wide receiver position because you can't only have three wide receivers on the roster. And with Shepard, if he's not a wide receiver one, which I don't think he is, I think many of you agree with me there that he's not a wide receiver one. He definitely adds depth to a thin wide receiver position for this Giants football team. So great move for the Giants but again, I expect them to still make another move at the wide receiver position. And we'll have to see if Slayton comes back. I don't think Slayton's a true num number one wide receiver. But do they bring Slayton back? Like Shepard, a team-friendly deal uh, as a depth piece. But Slayton, I'm hearing, is getting a lot of interest. And his price tag won't be cheap like Shepard's. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards Slayton going somewhere else. But... Whether Slayton goes somewhere else or not, best of luck to him. I like the guy, but it doesn't matter. We're talking about Sterling Shepard here, and Sterling Shepard definitely adds value to this thin wide receiver team. And again, it's not the, the last move the Giants will make here at wide receiver, but again, it's a good start. Another move they make, and this is one I'm a little bit more excited for, is he's the, uh, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to try there for a minute. I can't. Bobby, last name O-K-E-R-E-K-E, -E -E, linebacker for the Colts. And he 
is a really, really exciting signing. I mean, I, I'm happy that Shepard's back. I'm excited for Shepard. I think he adds value to this team. It's a good signing, all of that. But this is where I get more excited, right? With with Bobby, I'm just going to keep calling him Bobby because I, I can't pronounce his last name. With Bobby, you're getting a a player that you could rely on. Someone that you could count on suiting up every given Sunday, right? He's someone that doesn't miss a lot of games. In four seasons with the Colts, Bobby's only missed two games. Think about that. Four seasons, he's only missed two games, right? So he's definitely reliable. And he is talented, too. You know, not just he's reliable and dependable. He also has talent. In 17 games last season, Bobby made 151 total tackles. Now, there were no sacks on his part. He didn't have any sacks last season, but he did have two forced fumbles and five pass defenses. So his numbers show you there is he can make tackles, he can stop the run, and he could cover as a linebacker. Something that we haven't seen in that position for the Giants in a while. I feel like it's been a decade, right? When's the last time the Giants have had a good linebacker that could do both? Antonio Pierce? That was like a decade ago. So it's it's been a while since the Giants have had someone like this. And he's young too. You know, he's he's only been in the league four years. So that's that's definitely something to be excited about, Giants fans. He's young, he's talented, dependable. Um I still expect him to apologize though, Daniel Jones. Let's not forget against the Colts at MetLife, he had that, in my opinion, dirty hit where Daniel Jones went to the ground and he kind of stuck his arm out and hit Daniel Jones in the head. If you all remember that. So he, he does deserve, he does owe Daniel Jones an apology. Let's not forget that. But going off of his talent, this is a great signing for the Giants. I, I'm really excited for the signing. The, the deal was four years, $40 million. It's, it's, it's a fair deal. I mean, it's not, it's not cheap like Sterling Shepard's deal. But it certainly is a good deal considering the kind of play you're getting. Suits up every Sunday could cover the, the you know, can cover wide receivers, can cover the pass. He could stop the run. So it, it's a great sign for the Giants. It's something they needed, right? They shouldn't, they shouldn't be done, though, on linebacker. This position is still a little thin. I mean, this is not a depth signing like Sterling Shepard was for the Giants. This is a starter, right? This, this Bobby is going to start. He's going to be a star on the defense, he's going to be very important to the defense. So it's it's a little bit of a different signing, and you could tell going off of the years and the, the total worth of the deal if you compare the two. But the Giants shouldn't be done at linebacker. This isn't enough. I mean, they did re-sign Jared Davis. I do like him. Darian Beavers is coming back from an injury. We didn't get to see him at all last year because he got injured before the season started. So... I'm I'm curious and excited to see what Davis could do in a full year. I think he'll get a lot more playing time. He did impress the last few weeks of the season, last season. He impress, impressed me. I'm sure he impressed you guys. I'm sure he impressed the Giants coaching staff. And Beavers, he's supposed to be a pretty good linebacker. He's not projected to be a star. He wasn't a first-round pick. But he's projected to be pretty good. And unfortunately, because of an injury, we didn't get to see him last season. So the Giants do have something brewing here at linebacker, right? Bobby's going to be a big part of the defense. Davis is going to be a bigger part of the defense. I think a lot of us think 
Beavers will have to see what he really is. But I think he has potential. So the Giants definitely have something going here, a linebacker. But I feel like you, they could still use another linebacker. You know, because you don't know. Although I think Davis will have a good year. We don't know if he'll have a good year. As for Beavers, we don't know what he'll be. I think he'll be a, a good, talented young player. But we don't know what he will be. So I think just to play safe, the Giants should still try to grab another linebacker on the cheaper option, obviously. They're not going to go out and get another guy like Bobby, where they're giving up $40 million. But again, I do really like this deal for for Bobby. Four years, $40 million, it's, it's, it's a fair deal. You go have him locked up for four years, so you can count on him for the next four years. You know, it's not like it's a two-year, three-year deal, right? You have him long-term. You know, four years is a long time in the NFL. And... You know, it's it's not breaking the bank. You know, it's 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 forty million dollars. The Giants can definitely afford that. I don't remember how much it was guaranteed. I think it was twenty or twenty two sticks out in my head. It's either twenty or twenty two million dollars guaranteed. So it's it's a pretty good contract. But again, Giants still need to go after a wide receiver, a number one wide receiver. Right? Shepard's really just depth in my opinion. But it's a good signing, a lot of potential on him, a lot of upside. I think if, if you're using him correctly, and in my mind, the correct way to use him is a slot, you know, pair him off with Robinson when you want to give Robinson some rest, you know, you know, and you want to get Shepard in there. By doing that, by using him as a slot and not having him on the field every down, you'll save some mileage on his legs. You might be able to keep him healthy all year. So I think if the Giants use him like that, you can see him stay healthy all year, and this would be a great, great contract and I want to see him stay healthy he's a fan favorite for many including me I like him a lot I really do want to see him stay healthy he, he's probably my favorite giant on the roster so I, I do really want to see him stay healthy but I think the only way the Giants are really going to be able to keep him healthy is if they're utilizing him as a number four wide receiver he cannot be on the field every down as for Bobby he you know you could play him on the field every down, and they should with the money they're paying them. And injury shouldn't be a concern for him. So the Giants with Bobby, they have someone they could count on. You don't have to worry about, you know, taking him off someplace like Shepard, worry about him getting hurt. He, like I said, he's shown it in four years, missing only two games. He's someone he could count on, someone with talent, can make a pass block, can stop the run. You know, I would like to see sack numbers a little bit up. And with playing under Wink Martindale, his sack numbers will probably go up at least a little bit because Wink Martindale uses the blitz package a lot. So I do expect his sack numbers maybe go up a little bit, but he's more of a stop the run and pass coverage linebacker. And to me, I would take that over someone who can't pass block but could sack. You know, that's what the Giants need right now. We've seen for years now. So many people in the middle of the field, seems like tight ends, saw wide receivers playing in the middle of the field, and you catch a ball six yards down the field and turn it into an 11-yard gain because the line, our linebackers can't cover anyone. So two great signings for the Giants, but they didn't stop there. They had another signing, and then they had a big trade. After the two big signings of, in my opinion, some of you might say Sherlock Shepard isn't a big signing, but for me it is. So after the, the two big signings of Sterling Shepard and Bobby the Linebacker, that's why I'll call him Bobby the Linebacker because I cannot pronounce his last name. No one asked me to pronounce it. I, I can't. 
You know, if, if someone could pronounce it, send me a video of how to pronounce it. Because I want to pronounce it, but I can't. After those two big signings, the Giants didn't stop there. They bring in nose tackle Rakeem Nunez-Roches to a three-year deal worth $12 million. And I believe I'm pronouncing his last name right there, Nunez-Roches. It's a little bit easier than Bobby the Linebacker's last name. So they bring Rakeem in, and this is a, a pretty good signing. I mean, again, it's like Shepard. I see it more as depth than anything because the Giants have Dexter Lawrence, who you know they're going to pay, and you know they're going to start because he's a monster. And they have Williams, Leonard Williams, who, in my opinion, still has a little bit left in the tank. I'm not I'm not overly impressed with what I've seen the past few years. It seemed like he had a great year a few years ago. He got paid, and he's been slacking since. But I still think they have a little bit left in Leonard Williams. So between Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, this is really, like I said, depth. You know, he's... He's more of a nose tackle number three on the depth charts because you know that Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are going to get the starts. But Rakim is a really nice piece for them to add. He's, he's 29 years old, so he is a veteran. He does provide veteran experience to this young defense because the Giants do have a young defense. And 29 years old isn't old. Even in the football world, it's not overly old. Right, but he he's been in the league about eight years. I believe it's eight years he's been in the league. So he does provide veteran experience, something I think this defense can use because this defense is extremely, extremely young. That's a good thing that they're extremely young. But it doesn't hurt to have a, at least a veteran or two to add some experience, to add some knowledge. So underrated, not a people, not a lot of people probably think or look at it that way. But it does provide veteran experience. That's a plus. Now, one thing with him is in the eight years he's played in the league, he only has 3.5 career sacks. So he's not a sack guy. Right? He's, he's not going to get to the quarterback a lot. But he does stop the run. And that's an important thing to do at the nose tackle position. You know, with, with Dexter Lawrence and, and Kayvon Thibodeau, and and whatnot, and I can, can never pronounce his last name either. Kayvon's. A lot of times I just call him Thibs, right? Because sometimes I I, I some of these guys' last names they they're really really a handful. You know, it, it's really hard to pronounce, and I feel like you know it, when I butcher it and pronounce it wrong, it's even more insulting than just saying I can't pronounce it, not trying to pronounce it. But between Kayvon and Dexter Lawrence. You don't really need someone that's going to get to the quarterback that much. It's nice to have another guy that gets a quarterback, don't get me wrong. But with these two guys on the roster, they'll be getting to a quarterback plenty. You know, so it's not the end of the world that he's not a big sack guy. But he does stop the run. He does provide veteran experience. And even though 3.5 sacks is nothing in eight years, you know, he can, if he really, really needs to, he can get to the quarterback. Just don't bet on it, you know, but I, he can if you really need him to. So again, this is more of a depth signing. It's a good depth signing. It's like Shepard. You know, you could utilize him, utilize him differently and definitely, you know, they, he definitely adds value to this roster. But like I said, with Dexter Lawrence playing like a beast and he's about to get paid as he should and Leonard Williams not overly con convinced 
with him, and I don't know how I feel about him, but I do think that there's at least a little bit in the tank. So between two of them, and they're paying Leonard Williams a lot of money, I don't see Raheem starting often at all. I don't. But one thing to consider is the Giants plan on reworking Williams' contract. Now, if Leonard Williams and the Giants cannot work, figure out middle grounds on how to rework this contract, the Giants may be looking at releasing Leonard Williams. And although I don't know what will happen if they, if they don't rework this contract, because all signs are pointing towards the Giants and Leonard Williams making good progress towards reworking this contract. And I think they will rework it. But if they don't, there's a possibility. We don't know for sure. But there's a possibility that he could be released. Now, if he is released... Now you'll see Rakeem get some starting snaps and, and really playing way more often. Now he, now he's not a depth signing. Now he's not a depth piece. Now he's a starter. So again, like Shepard, he's, he's more for the depth charts. And like Shepard, he'll still get plenty of snaps, but he's not going to be a starter. But Leonard Williams and the Giants situation is definitely worth monitoring. Because no one knows, including me, what will happen if the Giants can't rework a contract with them. Do the, do the Giants just stick it out and stay with Williams because they think he has something left? Do they, do they release him? No one knows. But I have a feeling that if they don't rework this contract, Williams will be released. And if Williams is released, then Rakim will get plenty of starting time and plenty of snaps. And I'm okay with that. I like Rakim. You know, part of me feels you might get more out of Rakeem than Leonard Williams at this point for this defense. But we'll have to see what the Giants do. We'll have to see how Wink Martindale wants to use Rakeem, Nunez, Rochase. But it's a good deal. Like I said earlier, three years, $12 million. You're not paying a lot. And you get him for a few years. At 29 years old, you have him until he's, you know, three years from now, he'll be 32. Uh, that's pretty good. You know, then you could cut ties with them. You usually see around 33, 34, some of these players start to take a step back, you know, uh, efficiency-wise. So there's a good deal. You get them at the right time at 29 years old, only $12 million total. Like I said, he's he's also dependable. I, I, don't, I want to make sure I mention this too because it seems like the Giants have a common theme. They want dependable players, and I like that. In four, or he's he's played four straight years without missing a game, right? That's probably, what would that be, 65 consecutive starts, I believe. I don't know the math off the top of my head. But he's played four straight years without missing a game. So just like Bobby the linebacker, Nunez Roches is a dependable player that, can, that you could count on every given Sunday, right? Obviously... You know, knock on wood, you'll hear me here. Things could happen. You know, I don't want to jinx them. Anything could happen in football when it comes to injuries. You could have six straight years of never missing a game and then never step on the field again. So I don't want to jinx them, but both bo both Bobby Linebacker and Union's Rotates look like guys we count on every given Sunday. And I like that. So, so definitely... Definitely a good signing for the Giants with Nunez Roche's cheap. You get him on a, a, a short-term deal, three years, so you're not locked in too much. 
you get him at the meat of his career, 29 years old. He's He adds experience, veteran experience to this young defense. He's dependable. He can stop the run. The only downside to him is he's not a big sack guy. You know, he's not a sack machine. But again, when you have people like Kayvon and Dexter Lawrence on your on your defensive line, you could afford to have a pass rusher because you will get plenty of sacks out of those two. And obviously the biggest news is the Giants go out and get Darren Waller today. So they ended up trading a third-round pick, uh, pick 100 overall in this upcoming draft for Darren Waller. And I was shocked. I did not expect this, and I, I couldn't be happier about this. Right, Darren Waller is a star tight end when healthy. He has so much upside. The Giants didn't give up a lot. Like I said, they gave up their 100th overall pick. The 100th overall pick in the draft, excuse me. It's th- their third round pick that they got from when they traded Kadarius Tony, right? So essentially what the Giants did here is they turned Kadarius Tony into Darren Waller because he traded Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs for a third round pick. And that third round pick from the Chiefs, they used to get Darren Waller. So it's not the Giants' own third round pick. Let me let me reword that correctly. The Giants use one of their third round picks, the Chiefs' third round pick, to go get Darren Waller. And like I said, when healthy, he's a star. The question is, can he stay healthy? That's the problem. Right, health health has been a concern for Waller. You know, look at his last two years, how little he's played. It's 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 definitely a problem. Worth monitoring. Last season, he only played nine total games. The year before that, like I said, 11. So the last two years, he's only played 20 games. He's missed a substantial amount of of games over the course of those two years. You know, last year in the nine games, he showed uh, some signs of, you know, the Darren Waller we're used to seeing, you know, flashiness, uh, efficiency, but he wasn't sharp. Not as sharp as we're used to seeing him. Now, the year before, in the 11 games, he had a good season, right? In the 11 games, he had 55 receptions for 665 yards. So he was having a good season in those 11 games the year before, right? This past season, in the nine games, he at times looked like Darren Waller, but also at times did not. At least the year before, he always looked like Darren Waller on the field. It's just he couldn't stay on the field. Now, if we get the 2019 and 2020 Darren Waller, then we're set. 2019 and 2020, he played 16 games each season. So he played a total of 32 games over the course of those two years. 16 each season, like I said. And both in 2019 and 2020, both seasons, he had over 1,000 receiving yards. So if you could get the 2019 or 2020 Darren Waller where he can make 16 starts, have over 1,000 receiving yards, find the end zone, right? Because in 2020, he showed he was a red zone threat, finishing the year with nine touchdowns. So if you get that 2019, 2020 Waller where he's, (coughs) excuse me, where he's starting 16 games a season, receiving 1,000 yards, and find the end zone, like I said, in 2020, almost 10 touchdowns on the season. If you get that Darren Waller, this is a steal, right? The, the Giants then fleeced the Raiders. 
But the question is, can you get that Darren Waller? I don't know. Because like I said, the last two seasons, he's really struggled to stay healthy. Really, really struggled. And even last season, in the nine games he played, it seems like every week that he played a game, he was on the injury report until Sunday morning. So he, he definitely has the concerns staying healthy-wise. But if he could stay healthy, this is extremely, extremely good trade. What makes me so happy and ecstatic about this trade by the Giants, it's a low-risk, high-reward move. If Waller really does struggle to stay healthy and be effective and produce in any way, shape, or form, the Giants can cut him and walk away after the 2023 season with no financial burden. And what I mean by that is the way uh, Darren Waller's current contract that was given to him by the Raiders is constructed is after the 2023 season, there is no guaranteed money, right? So if the Giants after 2023 decide they want to go a different direction and want to walk away from them, it's not going to hurt their cap in any way. There's not going to be any dead money, nothing, because there's no more guaranteed money on the contract. Now, if Waller does stay healthy and play well, which I believe and hope he will, I really do think that he will find a way to stay healthy and be productive. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Giants fan. I really do think he will figure it out. You know, he's due. You get a star tight end at a fairly cheap price. It only costs you a third-round draft pick. So that's why I love this deal. Because not only are you getting a superstar tight end in Waller, but he has question marks attached to his name. And because of those question marks, you're getting a low-risk, like I said, low-risk, high-reward deal. It can either not work out and it costs you not much, to pretty much nothing or it could work out and you're getting a star in the NFL at a very very cheap price so again that's what makes me so happy about this deal and ultimately I do think Darren Waller will find a way to stay healthy and be productive and I think it's gonna be interesting how the Giants use him in this offense right because you do have Bellinger too obviously Bellinger is no Darren Waller and Darren Waller as long as he's healthy will get a bulk of the snaps and playing time but between Waller and Bellinger, the Giants are in good place tight end-wise, right? Because both, I think, are good tight ends. Obviously, Waller is far better than Bellinger, but I think the Giants do have something in Bellinger. I liked what I saw from them last season. So this is a great deal for the Giants. You're adding a weapon to this offense. So now between Shepard and Waller, look at this offense, right? You tag Barkley. You re-signed Daniel Jones. Now you have Waller with Bellinger behind him at tight end. You have Hodgins, Wendell Robertson, Robinson, and Shepard at wide receiver. If they could go out and get a number one wide receiver, this offense is stacked. Right? But let's not go crazy yet about this deal. When I saw it, I was extremely happy. Right? I was home today with the snow, and I, I saw the alert. Right? I got it through my phone. My phone started blowing up. So Darren Waller trade to the Giants, I was extremely happy. But I want to pump the brakes a little bit. I don't want to get too happy yet because I want to see if he can stay healthy. I haven't been able to see him do that the last two years, and that's definitely in the back of my mind. Because, like I said, although financially, if he doesn't stay healthy, it really doesn't hurt us any way, shape, or form, it will really stink 
if he can't stay healthy. And not because we don't have another player to step his place. Bellinger could step in and do fine. We saw what he could do. But I really want to see Waller stay healthy because the things he could do for this offense, if he could stay healthy, is remarkable. I mean, Daniel Jones will have a lot of fun throwing to this guy. Trust me. But we'll definitely have to see what happens with him if he stay healthy. But, again, it's it's definitely something to be excited about. This is a very nice start for the Giants. You know, they still have some holes, right? I still am concerned with linebacker. I think Bobby, you know, Bobby the linebacker, he was a great signing. But I do think... The Giants could still use another linebacker. You know, I, I like Beavers. I like Davis. But you don't exactly know what you have in them. Right? I, I want to see the Giants go and get another linebacker. doesn't have to be a star. I want to see the Giants address cornerback. They have some question marks at cornerback. I do want to see the Giants address offensive guard. You know, they, they lost Nick Gates. He was a center anyway. But they moved him around a little bit. They lost Nick Gates to Washington. That was a little bit of a blow. You know, he's a solid piece, a fan favorite. I liked him. So th there's still some holes in this roster that Giants have to address. So I don't want to go crazy yet. But so far, I really, really like what I see. You know, but in order for this offensive offense to really, really, really hit their stride, they need to get a deep threat, wide receiver one, and some interior offensive guards to protect Jones. Right, but so far, early in this offseason, the Giants are doing great things. But in order for me to say it's a successful offseason, there's still another few holes I want to see the Giants address. So let's not go crowning anything yet, but great, great, great beginning to the offseason by the Giants. But they still have some work cut out for them. And I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. Whether they want to go through the draft, you know, they have plenty of picks. So they, I, I'm curious if they want to go through the draft with some of the rest of their holes, like wide receiver, offensive lineman, specifically guard, and cornerback, right? And then if, I guess you want the linebacker in there, you know, still, because I think they keep using that linebacker. Those four positions, do they just go through the draft or do they go through free agency or do, do, they, do they do a little bit of a mix? I think they go do a little bit of a mix, but focus way more on the draft than in free agency. Another position, safety, Julian Love. I really hope he comes back, but I don't know. You know, I, I hear he, it's he's really he really wants to get paid, and I'm sure there's a lot of interest in him. So I don't know if the Giants will be able to retain him, but I really do hope they bring him back. If they don't, well, that's another hole they have to address safety because McKinney can't play both safety positions. But I do think Julian Love will be back. Only time will tell, though. I do trust that the Giants will bring him back, but the Giants could be smart about it. They're not going to overpay him. You know, he's a really good player, but he's not a star, right? He's he's a captain. He's a good player. He's a fan favorite for some fans, right? He's not my favorite. I like him a lot. He's not my favorite, but he's a fan favorite for some fans. He he definitely has enough criteria to get paid, but Giants have to be careful. You don't want to overpay him. You know, at times in coverage, I was a little concerned, right? Sometimes I feel like he's playing the wide receiver, and not the ball. You know, still a good still a good safety. Still a talented player. Still want him back. But the Giants got to be careful. I don't know what kind of interest he's getting. You don't want to overpay him, overpay for him. 
you know, and be desperate. But the Giants do have the money where if they had to overpay a little bit, it's not the end of the world. But they also have a decent amount of picks. So curious to see what to do with Julian Love. But I'll, I'll welcome him back with open arms. We'll have to see what the Giants decide to do on that problem or topic, however you want to look at it. That's going to do for tonight. I'll wrap it up here. I know Jets fans are waiting patiently for the Aaron Rodgers news. I think we'll all get some news tomorrow. It's supposed to be on the Pat McAfee show. And I have a feeling he might announce something there. I'm hearing reports stating that he said he was okay with getting traded. And it's just the Packers and Jets working out the, the framework towards the deal that's holding up all of this. I don't really believe that. I have a feeling it's Rodgers that's holding everything up. But we'll, I think we'll have a clearer, you know, idea of what's going to happen tomorrow. I think ultimately he goes to the Jets. So I don't know why he's kind of dragging his feet. He's got a better chance of winning with the Jets than the Packers. You know, if, if I was him, I'd be like, where do I sign? You know, I'd be signed up for this right away. But we'll see what he decides. Also, he's given the Jets a list of demands. Alan Lazard, Odell Beckham Jr., Randall Cobb, those are three of the four people he, or three of the four players he wanted them to bring in. Well, clearly they're listening because they brought in Alan Lazard on a four-year deal. Um, if I was a Jets, I would stay away from Odell. You don't need a wide receiver, especially with, with Lazard. Same with Cobb. Why would you? the Jets want to bring in Cobb? They have wide receivers. So I don't know if the Jets will listen to any more of his demands, but Clearly, they're at least listening a little bit because they brought in Lazard. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I know Jets fans out there, they're waiting patiently. Uh, I don't think you have to wait much longer. I think you have an idea tomorrow. But everyone have a great night. Let's go Giants.